Hello and welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm your host Aurora, life coach and companion on this beautiful journey called life. Today I'm recording in the outdoors. <laughs> you might hear the snow melt in the background. Lots of dripping. Yeah, funny enough, I chose to speak about your nervous system today and how we need to learn to be patient with our nervous system when we introduce change into our lives or when change is, so to say, happening upon us from the outside. And just now when I wanted to record this episode, my computer decided to melt down, so to say. I'm not going to go into further details, But I had a choice. I had a choice to melt down myself and to just throw my precious laptop out the window. Or I could listen to my dad's latest video from Barcelona. <laughs> He had visited Barcelona uh, a couple of days ago and decided to go to a Spanish guitar concert. So... Instead of losing my shit, I decided to listen to that beautiful music, Spanish guitar, and kept my cool, um, downloaded a new software onto my computer, and now everything is running smoothly again. I'm very excited. <laughs> But yeah, I was really... Given a choice here, and in my younger days, I probably would have lost my mind. So, your nervous system. I want to start with an example. <clears throat> Let's pretend that you grew up in a household where dispute, expressing anger, was something totally normal. In fact... The way you guys decided to express your emotions was always related to arguments and anger. Yeah, you would laugh at times when you watched a comedy or when something happened and you could laugh at the other person, at your relatives. But it's mainly anger that you were surrounded with. This primes your nervous system. So no matter what you experienced at home, I'm just picking anger now because it's very easy to relate to anger, at least for me. <laughs> And um, you were exposed to a lot of anger. can be depression. If you grew up with a parent that was depressed, it can be, um, yeah, uh, ambiguity or unpredictability your nervous system would always be on guard would always be ready for worst case scenario but when it comes to anger let's say your nervous system is getting used to stress and your whole body your whole being is getting used to that environment um, it is a way for us to survive it is a way for us to feel that we belong, which uh, in many, many episodes I uh, mention because it is 
our strongest desire and a big need that we feel that we belong. So no matter which environment you grew up in, you adjusted, you compromised, um, you adapted. Now, with the example of anger, you adapted to anger. And expressing anger is very natural for you. You're loud, you express it, um, you let it all out. It feels like when you suppress it, when you don't let it out, you feel constipated, so to say, on a soul level, maybe even on a physical level. You don't feel okay when you're not allowed to express anger because this is what you learned um, is normal. Fast forward into your adulthood. Let's say you are in your 30s, in your 40s. Maybe you're not married. <laughs> maybe you are. But maybe you're dating and you happen to be with a person now who's very calm. And when they get upset, when something is not going their way, They choose words, they stay calm, and uh, they express themselves in a very different way than what you are used to. Now, this can either highly irritate you or stimulate you, or you would want to reject that person because you feel that you cannot be yourself you cannot express yourself you feel restricted and the funny thing is that yes you feel restricted in the way that you used to communicate but there's so many other ways that you can express yourself but maybe you haven't learned it yet um, it is very interesting to observe couples Young couples or people that are just starting out to date, <clears throat> they usually, you know, put forward their nice, nice behavior, their good side. They never fight, they're always joyous, they're excited to see each other. But come the one year or sometimes two year benchmark, chances are that you went through a couple disagreements, a couple discomforts. And it is there that you can see how different we all grow up. We manage to approach conflicts differently. Some are very energetic and very impulsive, very emotional about conflict, and some people withdraw or become avoidant, or, yeah, totally shut down. When it comes to healing, the interesting part about, you know, being in an abusive relationship or growing up in an abusive household is that once you meet a partner that is good for you, there will be parts that feel wrong to your nervous system because they don't stimulate you like the people that you grew up with, the people that you experienced love with. And this is not meant in any 
weird way, but it is through your mom, through your dad, through your siblings, or if you grew up in a different environment, your primary caretakers, that you learn what love is. They prime you, so to say. But it is not necessarily the best version of love for you. There's many different ways of experiencing and living in love. And sometimes when we grow out of a yeah, not-so-good pattern, when we heal, we will encounter people that set us off or trigger us or either under-stimulate us or over-stimulate us, depending what we were used to. But this is what I want to emphasize today, is that sometimes the very best thing for you, the very best person for you, the very best decision for you and your future, your higher self, your best self, feels awkward, feels wrong to some degree, feels uncomfortable. And it is very important to keep in mind that your nervous system has to slowly adjust. You cannot force change upon you and nobody else outside of you can do it. Although sometimes people think they can. But you can learn to feel with your heart and with your mind that something, somebody who's standing in front of you might be damn right for you, yet your nervous system is still limping <laughs> behind. It wants you to be in the known, right? Our mind always wants to be knowing everything, is always drawn to what we know best, but it is not necessarily what is best for us. Sometimes it is so worth it to choose discomfort. For some people, you know, that are very active with online dating, they've been single for a long time and they just, yeah, are becoming restless. They want to be in a relationship. They want to have kids. They want to all that jazz. And they date somebody that is their best match, but they are bored. They're like, oh my God, this is, this is so quiet. This is so calm. And even though their heart feels at ease with them, their nervous system rejects them because it's not ready yet. But you can train your nervous system and you can become aware that your nervous system is still a little bit behind, but what you have sitting in front of you is right and so worth fighting for. That's why the path of pleasure and desire, um, fun, is not always the right path for you. I've learned that like two and a half years ago when I met my partner and 
my best friend back then said, hey, you keep picking the cherry and the whipped cream. Go for the celery. And what he meant by that is that I kept chasing people that were unavailable, sweet, exciting. And whenever I met somebody who was calm and loving and opening up to me, I thought, oh no, this is not what I can handle. I'm not there yet. <clears throat> but with Alex, my current partner, I wanted to give myself a fair chance. I wanted to explore beyond that little boredom what I felt. And I feel so bad, so horrible when I say boredom, but that's how I felt. I felt totally understimulated, yet my heart was telling me, this guy is good for your soul. And I learned that the overly stimulation outside of me was just a reflection from my inside. I was so disturbed, so confused, so lost inside that, yeah, stimulation was keeping me in check. And calmness faced or mirrored the BS that was going on inside of my head and my heart. And I, I wanted to run away from it. But for some reason with this person, I decided to stand still for a moment and to breathe through it and to see what it has in stock for me. Instead of escaping, I decided to dig deeper. And it served me very well. And this is why I am so passionate. I'm so, yeah, I feel a deep urgency to share this with you. Because when I've learned that my nervous system was primed to something that is not serving me anymore, that is actually not good for me, I was able to distinguish what is good for me and what not. And remember, my coaching, my podcasting here is all about supporting you on your journey to get to know yourself better. If you feel called to get yourself, to get to know yourself better, if you feel inspired what I say, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. Um, maybe for a first uh, free coach call or you just leave me a comment or a review of what you think. If what I do here is of any value for you, if I was able to yeah, make you feel a little bit better, empower you, inspire you, please don't hold back from reaching out. Or maybe you want to share this episode with friends or loved ones or family. Take really good care of yourself and I will be out there very soon again. Bye-bye.